Okay. We're on page 36. I hope you have the pages from before. Page 36, we're learning. In Yonah Shotorah really as the completion of our, our long Hakdamet, entering into the Sugis themselves. Because here the Lubavitcher Rabbi Susharlena is identifying the Nakuda Hapnim is to explain to us what's the Nakuda Hapnim is of Chasidis. Because there are many, many Chidushim we saw over time, and the Rebbe himself brings down in the beginning, but we need to understand the Pnimius of the, 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 the Nakuda Ha'atzmis, the quintessential point of what Chasidis is. And the Rebbe is telling us that since from the very, very beginning we learned and and um, it's not it's not a coincidence of course that the only written document the authentic document that we have from the Balsham Tov HaKadosh is the letter that we learned at the beginning of our Limud the letter that he wrote to his brother-in-law Rab Gershon Kittifer in which the Balsham Tov describes the Elias Neshami had Rosh Hashanah and he met with Melech HaMashiach in Shemaim. And, and Mashiach Tzikenu, among other things, told the Baal Shem Tov that he will come and every Jew will be able to miachid yichudim like the Baal Shem Tov. And the Rebbe explains that since that's the schar, since we see that the the ultimate, the, the ultimate um, schar for learning and spreading forth the teachings of the Baal Shem Tov is Mashiach. Therefore, in order to understand the Indian of Chasidis, one has to look into the Tachlis and the whole Metzius of Mashiach, what that means, which is why the Rebbe himself never stopped speaking about Mashiach. So, we're on page 36, on top, which says continuing, we started doing that, we'll just, let's, let's go back into it, continuing to detail the innovations to accompany the coming of Mashiach. Besides the change in nature that will take place, all the changes that will take place in the world and in ourselves, continuing to detail the innovations to accompany the coming of Mashiach. The aspect of divinity which transcends nature will then be revealed. Therefore, the name of God will be pronounced as it is written. For throughout the entire world, there will be a revelation of the name Havaya. He was, he is, he will be. Simultaneously. Page 38. The name that is beyond time and space, and this revelation will be similar to that which was manifest in the times of the Besamekdash. So, we know that Chazal tell us that in Golas, we read Hashem's name as Yud Kevavke, but we pronounce it as Halav Dalad Nun Yud. We can't say the Shem Havaya Baruch Hu. We can't say the Shem Havaya. Thank you. We can't say the Shem Havaya. When Mashiach comes, we'll be able to, we'll be able to bring together the Kree and the Ksiv. We'll be able to reunite the Kree and the Ksiv, which means that the, the way we will, the way we'll pronounce the name will be the same way that we read the name. The Kree and the Ksiv will come together. That means that in this world before Mashiach comes, there's a separation between those two, and there's a level of elokus, the aspect of divinity which transcends nature, which we can't actually 
pronounce because it's not yet revealed. So it's encoded in the word Alef Dalad Nun Yud, which means that Hashem is master over the world. Adnas, Alef Dalad Nun Yud. But the letters say Yukevavke. But we can't, we can't say that because it would be ingenuine of us. The reason it would be ingenuine is because we don't see that in our lives. It's not revealed to us in our lives. We believe in, in how Yehovah V'yeh, we believe that. But, but Lamaisa, we're not, we're not able to experience that. And even though in Aramuna we try to strengthen ourselves, we try. And we try to make a yichud between the Yud Kevavke and the Alev Dalad Nud Yud. We try to we try to be in that place, but Lamaisa, it couldn't be entirely real and genuine until Mashiach comes, because there is the, the reality that we see before our eyes, and the transcendent reality of the Shem Havaya that we don't experience, we don't see, we believe in, but we don't see. That will be revealed. That transcendent reality that everything is God will be revealed when Mashiach comes. And then we will be able to pronounce the name of God the way that we read it. We'll be able to pronounce Yud Kevavke. Not just to, to, to code it in the covering of Aleph Dalad Nun Yud. We'll be able to read the Shem Havai. Yes, that's how it was. Of course, that's Shem HaGodl. Yes. It was revealed in the Besamiktish. Besamiktish in this world was, was uh, Mashiach before Mashiach came in this world. It was a taste of, of, of the end. See, if you look on, in, let's look a little bit at, at a few of the notes on, on, page, on page 37, note 40, Kriyank Siv. Numerous words in the Torah are not pronounced as they are written. These words are known by two terms, Kriyank Siv. Kri refers to the manner in which the given word is read. There are many words like that in Tanakh. Each time we have that, there's a reason why that's da- that why Davka over there we have a Kri and a Ksiv. While Ksiv refers to, to refers to the manner how the word is spelled or written in the Torah. The name of Hashem, the Shem Hamaforish, is composed of four letters. It is written Yud K Vav K. Its pronunciation in Davening, however, is Adnus, Isle of Dalad Nun Yud. The concept of Kri and Ksiv is pertinent only in our current era. This separation between Kri and Ksiv is only Shaykh during Golas. Before Mashiach's coming, for Kri, the manner in which the word is revealed by speech indicates the level of godliness presently revealed. That's what we could say. So what's presently revealed is that Hashem is, is master of the universe. He is, he's in charge and that, uh, and that we're able to say, and that we're able to see with our with our eyes. That's something which is which is for every person, which is very very obvious for every person. Let's just read a little bit here. While ksiv, that which is not pronounced, the ksiv, the way that it's written, and we look at those letters yud but we can't say them. It's forbidden to pronounce them. Indicates the level of godliness that transcends nature. That's the level of Elokus that transcends nature, that which is hidden. When Mashiach comes, however, the aspect of Elokus presently hidden within creation will be manifest and revealed. That level of Elokus will be manifest and revealed. Consequently, we will pronounce the Shema Meforosh in the same manner as it is written. 
really all of the misery of our lives is because of the separation of the Kri and the Ksiv. That we see the letters, but we can't say those letters. We see the Shem Havai, but we pronounce it, I love thy Lord Nunyan. We can't, we can't really, really experience the Shem Yudkei until Mashiach comes, and then it will be revealed. For godliness will be revealed and manifest within creation. And the Shem Havaya, the ineffable, footnote 42 on page 37, there'll be a revelation, there'll be his godless, the shame of the Shem Yudke Vavke. He was, he is, he will be. The ineffable divine name, the Shem Mephoresh, composed of the four letters Yudke Vavke and pronounced in conversation as Havaya. That's if you have nice conversations. There are many Hebrew names for, for Hashem in Scripture, each of which expresses a different aspect or attribute of, the, of divinity. Havaya refers to God the infinite, transcending creation and nature, time and space, completely the level of divinity, which brings everything into existence, yesh me'ayin, from nothing. That's the Shem Havaya, which means his havus. Creation, existence, Hayahovaviya. The name Elohim represents the level of God which conceals the infinite light and life force. For this infinite force is too intense for finite creatures to endure. So before Mashiach comes we can't we're not able to we're not able to experience uh, that light of the Shem Havaya Baruch Hu. So it's concealed and covered in the name Elohim. Elohim is the power of God that makes the world appear as though it exists naturally and independently. That's the name Elohim. That's why it's written in the plural, which means that all the different things that we see in our lives and in the world that appear to us as if they exist, as if as if they exist independently, that's the shame Elohim. So, therefore, Elohim has the numerical value of the word Hateva. These are all things that you all know, that Hateva, nature. In the era of Mashiach, however, next page the note, the level of Havaya be revealed and perceived throughout nature. It will be revealed and perceived throughout nature. Now in the Beis Amikdash, footnote 44, on page 38, footnote 44, in the times of the Beis Amikdash, they pronounced the Shem of Fars as it is written. However, the revelation of the era of Mashiach will be even greater than the revelation that existed during the time of the Beis Amikdash stood, even though in the Beis Amikdash there was Ezgalus, and we see in the davening of Yom Kippur that the Shema Mepharish was said and was heard. But the time of Mashiach will be even greater. For in the era of Mashiach, the name Havaya will be manifest throughout the entire world. And not limited as it was when the Besamekdash stood, when they were able to hear it even in the Azar of the Besamekdash, but that was only the Beis Hamikdash. They didn't hear it in Bensonhurst, and they didn't hear it in Miami, and so on, and the rest of the world. This can be compared to Lukutei Torah Jewish Rosh Hashanah discussing the superiority of the first Beis Hamikdash over the second. When the first Beis Hamikdash stood, the revelation of divinity pervaded throughout the borders of Israel. So Chazal tell us that by the first Beis Hamikdash, everywhere in Israel they could hear the Shem Havai Baruch Hu. when it was when it was pronounced by the by Mipiko and Godl. Uh, on Yom Kippur, it was heard throughout Eretz Yisrael. Everywhere in Eretz Yisrael, they could hear the Shem Mepharish. When the second Beis HaMikdash stood, divine revelation was limited to the Beis HaMikdash. By the second Beis HaMikdash, they could only hear it in the Beis HaMikdash. When Mashiach comes, however, this infinite light will pervade the entire world. That's what's going to happen when Mashiach comes. That's a great change that's going to be when Mashiach comes. That the Shem Havai will be revealed, and that we will no longer have to pronounce it 
as Adnus, it will be pronounced as the Shem Havaya. Yes, David. I wanted to know the source of what the Rebbe just said, for example. Is that the Lubavitcher Rebbe? Is that Rishonim? And I was also wondering the setup of the book. Is the top, the Rebbe, and the bottom just commentary? I'm trying to figure out yeah. what's the Chiddush, are these Chiddushim of the Lubavitcher Rebbe, or are these... You know. the, the top is the is the text of the of the Rebbe. The the Hebrew notes are the are the notes of the of the Rebbe, and the notes in English are an ad- adaptation of the of the Lubavitcher Rebbe's notes to help explain things that 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 many people are not familiar with Hasidus would be able to understand. The Maramakomis, which means the sourcing, uh, are from the Rebbe himself. As far as the source of what we just learned, that's the Gemara Psachim at Memtes, which oh. is which is from Chazal. And the difference between the first concept of the difference of the name. That That's the Gemara Psachim. Like Psachim Memtes. Gemara Psachim Memtes. No, that applies to any time there's Kriyang Siv. That is any time there's Kriyang Siv, the... the Chitzonius, the Chitzonius is the Kri, and the Pneumius is the Ksiv. The Chitzonius is the Kri, and the Pneumius is the Ksiv. And one could write that maybe there, I haven't seen, but the, uh, an entire Sefer going through each of the Kri and Ksivs that we have in Tanakh, and to try to explain it is the Chitzonius and the Pneumius. The fact and, that uh, during Mashiach's time it will be pronounced, that's the Gemara and Pesachim, or that's. Yes. Uh, that's the yeah. Not a new concept at all. No, that's the Gemara. Yeah. These events, on page 38, these events, furthermore, <coughs> will be innovations not only in this world, but the spiritual corollaries will also be introduced into all the worlds. So the events uh, that will take place in this world by Mashiach are are a reflection of events that are taking place simultaneously in all worlds. For the behavior of the supernal worlds proceeds according to the order of the behavior of this world. That's how Hashem Baruch made it. The changes that take place in this world, the changes that take place in this world, bring about, bring about like when B'nai Yisrael are singing Shira, so then that opens up Shira to the higher worlds. Everything that takes place in this world affects the world above. So he says, for Chodesh and the Yom Tovim, for example, into which is diffused an additional measure of light, are established below, in accordance with their establishment below. So Yom Tov is established, of course, by Bezdin and Rosh Chodesh, by Bezdin here in this world. And when we, when we here in this world establish Rosh Chodesh and Yom Tov, then in Shemaim, there's Rosh Chodesh and Yantiv. If Bnei Yisrael do not establish Rosh Chodesh and Yantiv, then there is no Rosh Chodesh and Yantiv in Shemaim. Shabbos, of course, is different, but, but Shabbos is different. We're not going into that right now. Shabbos, that's Kriya Vekaima, but that's the nature of the relationship between the two worlds. And because the coming of Mashiach will completely transform... It's English. I left my notebook. Oh. I don't have the earlier pages. I'm a little okay. disappointed at this. Okay, and because the coming of Mashiach will completely transform the general condition of this world and all its particular aspects, there will likewise there will be likewise a corresponding change in the supernal worlds. Yet in spite of all that has been explained above, and the great magnitude, sublimity, and wondrousness of all of these matters that we've been talking about, 
In truth, they are still only the ramifications of the essential point of Mashiach. The Rebbe is still holding us. We haven't gotten to the essential point of Mashiach, nor the essential point of Chesidus. All of these are outcomes and consequences, ramifications of, of, of the essential point, but they're not the essential point. These are all things that will happen because of the central, uh, because of the essential point, but they're not yet the essential point. Page forty. So, so in order to explain the essential point, the nekuda atzmis of Chasidus, the Rebbe is going to explain the nekuda atzmis of Yemosa Mashiach. Because l'chshayefutsu minus achachutsa, as we learned earlier, means, and the Rebbe explained clearly, means that 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 um, the Mashiach revealed to the Balshamtov that in order for the nakuda ha'atzmis of creation, which is Mashiach, to be revealed, there needs to be the afotzes hamayonos of chesidus, and that means that hainuhach that they're one and the same. That's why we always talk about Irishal Mashiach, Chasidus Mashiach, Irishal Mashiach, Irishal Mashiach, it's all Irishal Mashiach, because that's the Hizgalas of Irishal Mashiach, because that's what the Baal was saying. That's what the, the Mashiach told the Baal Shemtev. So what's the essence of Mashiach? The essential idea of Mashiach, it's not really idea. That's not what the Rabbi said. If you look in Hebrew, it didn't say idea. Uh, and we'll do apology to the translator. It says, Inyono ha'ikari, the essential Indian of Mashiach. An Indian is not an idea, it's, it's the thing. Ideas, ra'ayon, it's not, we're not talking about ideas, we're talking about Mitzias. So the essential, the essential reality, Inyono ha'ikari, the essential Indian of Mashiach. We're learning this mimer of Lubavitcher very, very quickly. It would be, as I said, with the page, you have the pages, it would be very, very kedai to, to acquire the cipher. It's something that one needs to review over the years, over and over again. I'm not even going to do the whole thing, but it's very, very important to, to learn this and to understand it. The essential inyan of Mashiach is Yechida. And everything we're going to be learning Mishnah over the coming years goes back to that word, Yechida. The essential inyan of Mashiach, in Yonah shall Torah Sachsidus, and in Yonah shall Briyas Kol HaOlamas, in Yonah shall Mashiach is Yechida. Now, what is that? So let's learn. As it is known, David HaMelech possessed the level of Nefesh, when he says, as it is known, that's discussed in the in the Gulam and, and by many of the tzaddikim. David Hamelach possessed the level of nefesh. Eliyahu Navi Ruach, Moshe Neshama, Adam Chaya, and Mashiach will possess the level of Yechida. Mashiach will possess the level of Yechida. That doesn't mean that that David Malch didn't also have. Ruach Neshama Chayichidach. We also have that. But the Indian of each one of those to bring into the world is Nefesh Ruach Neshama Chayichidach. Mashiach 
we're not going to go now into the union of, of, of the others, but Mashiach will possess the level of Yechida. Now, these, of course, these names are, are for different aspects of the, of the soul. Look at footnote 48. Names of the soul. These five names are the five levels of the soul. This goes back to what we're learning by the Yechid, about the Yechideh Hadaris, as you recall, a few weeks back, the Yechideh Hadaris, except here, of course, in, in the Chabad version, it's going to be with the Balatanya. <laughs> Instead of Rabbi Nachman, it's going to be the Balatanya. But that's, uh, one shouldn't get upset about those things. It's, uh, they're, they're, it's all true. And so his galas have a different side of the same Indian. But that goes back to what we were learning about the Yechideh Hadaris. Names of the soul... Also, here we see Elianavi and Dardamalch Elianavi. This is the names of the soul. This the correspond to the names of the soul. These five names are the five levels of the soul. In rough translation, nefesh. It's always hard to translate exactly. How do you nefesh ruach? So nefesh vitality is the lowest grade and life force of the body. You all know this. Just to review a little bit, the natural soul and simple life of man. That's nefesh, ruach, spirit. The next grade is the spiritual faculty, vivifying man's emotional attributes. That's Ruach. <clears throat> Nishama is the divine force, vivifying that gives chiyas to the intellect, to the mind. Chaya, living, is an even more refined godly level, Chaya. And Yechida, <coughs> Yechida, is the divine spark itself and clothed in the most refined spark of the soul. That's Yechida. Yechida is the innermost point of the soul, united and one with God. It represents total bittal, self-nullification, nothingness. In that place of Yechida, there is nothing separating between man and God. It's complete bittal, like they dropped it in the ocean. It's, it's completely bottle. Self-nullification, nothingness. Since every one of Israel possesses each of the five, four obscure and one predominant, Yechida in this sense is expressed in Mesiris Nefesh. The closest we can get to the expression of Yechida, all the others are openly expressed, except Chaya. Chaya Yechida, not uh, clear. Nefesh Ruch Nesham, of course, in the, in, in the intellect and the emotions and so on. Being alive, eating and breathing is nefesh, and the others are all openly revealed. Even the neshama the lokus is um, is experienced and revealed very uh, very often. However, chay yechida, yechida shebenefesh, yechida shebenefesh, the taste of yechida shebenefesh is mesirus nefesh. It is literally when a person at the, at the moment that he's giving up his life for God. At that at that moment. Is a taste of Yechidah Benefesh. That's why, as we've spoken about so often, and the Tanya discusses in Yerches and Yertes, that even even Jews who were not religious, Jews who were not religious and had, and the level of Nefesh Ruach and uh, uh, Nefesh Ruach and even the Shama, never ex- never had any experiences of of uh, of Elokus, and were not connected in any way to God, but at the moment of truth, the Yechidah Benefesh which shine brightly, and for reasons that they couldn't understand, or even not just conceptualize intellectually, but emotionally, they couldn't they couldn't uh, comprehend. There was this need to 
to be moist and nefesh, to give up the to give up everything for the sake of, of God. Because there's that quintessential point in a Jew that's called Yechida, the place of Echad, of Hashem Echad. That Yechida Shebenefesh can't, can't conceive of living without God. And that's, that, it's expressed in Messiah with Nefesh, self-sacrifice, martyrdom if need be. Now it's not only dying, literally dying Al-Kiddush Hashem, but in any act of Messiah with Nefesh, there is something of that light of Yechidosh Nefesh. In other words, getting up early to come when you feel like you'd rather sleep, and getting up early to come to Davno, to a Shia, or to Chavusa, there's, a, there's an Indian of Yechidosh Nefesh. If that's something which requires mysterious nefesh, there are many people for whom that's, that's a healthy, normal part of life, which it should be, just to get up whenever you need to get up. <coughs> Although, people used to go to sleep earlier in the old days. So, giving up one sleep, giving up, giving up other things that one would rather have, and, and it requires some degree of, of, of mysterious nefesh, even a small degree of mysterious nefesh, we could feel in that bittle, in that letting go of yourself and and doing it for the sake of God, we could already have an in, a taste of Yechidosh HaBenefesh, which is another reason why, you know, what's coming now. It's another reason why the, the Indian of HaChonis Pesach is a terrible, terrible tragedy that, that that's something that this generation does not want to engage in. Because there was one of the few things that there's still an Indian where... For an entire month plus, there could be, there could be such a, a, a time of the afikaymen, of the chiddush of of the mysterious nefesh that a Jew has for elokus. Maybe you could say because they have to spend <laughs> spend the whole year's salary. Maybe that's mysterious. <laughs> I guess, and and that feeling that they have when they put down when they put down the credit card, you know, when they check in or when they check out, and and then they and they're shaking their heads, realizing that the nicest pace they ever had was. 45 years ago when they were with Bubi and Zaidi in an apartment someplace in the Bronx and, and it's never been the same even, even when they've even, even in Las Vegas they just can't reach that <laughs> they just can't reach that feeling that they had back in back in the Bronx somewhere you know on Pelham Parkway in a little apartment I'm saying that only because my mother had a cousin in one of those apartments we never had Pesach there but we had a Shabbos there once it was very sweet at Mamish one bedroom one bedroom. We stayed on a couch and, and on the floor. And it was a very sweet Shabbos. And those are the Shabbos we remember that we spent in Israel, or whatever it is, or the Seder that a person had with Mesiris Nefesh. You remember something where there was Mesiris Nefesh? Anything that was from Mesiris Nefesh, one remembers. And, that, when this, and the bigger the Mesiris Nefesh, the more engraved it is into the person. Because it, because it reaches that place of, of Yechidosh HaBenefesh, of Hashem Echad that's inside of us. The quintessential point of who we are is touched. And when that happens, it's unforgettable. <coughs> it's unforgettable. And therefore, when Jews get together and they're doing something to help other Jews, let's say, Lo'olainu, uh, when uh, somebody, a Jew is missing and, uh, and the Chev have to get together from Hatzalah and from all these, and Misaskim and, and Stam Amcha, they get together and they go looking all over to go to try to find to, you know to find somebody, so so that the the chiyas that they feel the excitement that they feel is not because they're happy to do this. No one is happy to go look for a Jew that's missing because we wish the person was at home. But the chiyas that they have, that chiyas, is unforgettable. The chiyas that they have. It's time when Jews get together to work on something. 
together with it, where there's an Indian of Mesiris Nefesh, even just staying up late together, even though it's not a major ordeal, but to have like a, a, a mishma through the night, or Chavah uh, gets together and they they work on something together, uh, they take a trip together and of kedusha and they and they're up late and they and they get up early and they and they push themselves to to the limit of uh, of their regular way of of life to to experience something of elokus. So there's a there's a, a there's a taste of 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 the chiddush of nefesh of the chiddush of nefesh. Any time there's mesirus nefesh, but of course when it comes to mesirus nefesh mamish, when it comes to giving up one's life, so that's the that's the biggest. David, Eliyahu, Moshe, Adam, and Mashiach each possess the general level of one of these five categories. Mashiach possesses the general Yechida of all souls. And that's when, that's when Yechida Shabbanefesh will be fully activated and revealed within us. Back on top. The superior quality of Yechida in relation to the other four levels of Nefesh, Ruach, Neshama, and Chaya, within the context of these five levels, which every individual soul possesses, in that the four categories of Nefesh, Ruach, Neshama, and Chaya are each particular individual levels. Those, are four, those four categories, those four, those four aspects of the soul, are particular individual levels. Well, the category of Yechida is the essence of the soul, which transcends particulars, as indicated by its name, soul, Yechida, only one. So as the other four, Pshat, Remez, that correspond to Pshat, Remez, Drush, and Sod, of the soul, Nefesh, Ruach, Nefesh, Ruach, Neshama, and Chaya, those are four, particular aspects, parts of the soul. Yechida is the essence of the soul. It's not a particular part of the soul. It's the essence of the soul. Rosen de Rosen. We'll see, that's what Mashiach is, that's what Chassidus is. It's not a part of the soul. It's not an aspect of spirituality. It is the essence, which transcends, which transcends the particulars. And that's the meaning of the word Yechida. The only one, only. It is important to classify that although it is from the category of Yechida, the essence of the soul, that the four levels of Nefesh, Ruach, Nesham, and Chaya are drawn, it comes from the it comes from Yechida. The other four, the other not the other four aspects of the Neshama are drawn, come forth from Yechida. The essence of the soul that the four levels of Levshu and Neshama Chaya are drawn, this does not mean that the state of Yechida may be classed as a source and generalization of these particular levels. So you might say, well, if that's the case, that Nefesh, Ruach, Neshama, Chaya come from Yechida, that means that Yechida, the meaning of Yechida is that it just is the, the source of, or the generalization of, the other parts of the soul. That's not true. For the very term Yechid indicates that it is a simple, non-composite oneness. Yechida is the Lashen. Yachid. It's a simple, non-composite oneness. It's not 
the factory that has on its assembly line Nefesh Ruch Neshama and Chaya, that the Yechida produces Nefesh Ruch Neshama. That's not what it means, that they come forth from there. Ki'ilu, it's, ki'ilu it, it exists and then, it, and then it produces the other four. That's not what it is. Yechida means it's absolutely one, non-composite, simple. Non-composite oneness, which excludes any relation whatsoever to details. There's no parts or pieces. There are no parts or pieces to Yechida. Even the relation of being, of being their source, even the relation of being their source, as is known, I, I'm not going to respond to the calling out, I told you that, as is known um, from the difference between Yochid, soul only, and Echad, one, in Lashna Kodesh. Yechida, rather, is the quintessence of the soul. Yechida is the quintessence of the soul, and from it also issue the four categories of Nefesh, Ruach, Neshama, and Chaya. Now, in the same way that the Yechida of every individual soul is that soul's quintessential point, Nekuda Ha'atzmas, so also is the level of Yechida, the quintessence of the life force and soul of the, of the general Seder Hishtalshlus of all of creation from the higher worlds to the lower worlds, to, the, to this lower world. This latter category of the Echidah of the entire world. Next page, page 42. <coughs> so in each and every one of us, <coughs> Yechidah is the Nekuda Atzmas. And in the world, in the world of existence, there's the Nekuda Atzmas, which is the level of Mashiach, is the essential core of the life force, that completely transcends the limitations of form. And from this central, seminal point, all the particular qualities, which are the general nefesh, ruach, neshama, and chayah of all creation, are derived. That's not what the yechidah is. It's the nekuda atzmas. But they're all derived from there. For the essence of the life force is altogether without limitations. It is unlimited, not only in terms of immortality, meaning it is not subject to temporal change. <clears throat> For every essence is unchanging, as the morale talks about all the time. The essence is unchanging. And the central, seminal point in the Kuta Atzmas of you and I is unchanging, and in the Kuta Atzmas of creation is unchanging. All the, all the particular qualities go through changes. But the essence is without limitations. There's no such thing as death. There's no such thing as it ending. It is unlimited, not only in terms of immortality, that it doesn't end, it doesn't die. It is not subject to temporal change. For every essence is unchanging. All changes take place in the non-essential. But in the essence, there are no changes. Death, of course, is a change. There's no death. There's no change. And herein is also one of the reasons why there will be eternal life in the future time. That's why at the end, ultimately, there will be eternal life after Yemosa Mashiach. There will be Tchies HaMesim, Tchies HaMesim, the Nesham will be reunited with the Guf, and that will be forever. There will be eternal life in the future time. At present, since only an extension of the life force is elicited <coughs> into the world, there is the presence of death. Because within the category of extension, as opposed to essence, just like Nefesh, Ruch, Neshama, and Chaya are extensions of the soul, 
and there's death in this world. But in that reality of Yechida, there is no change. There's no such thing as death. It's not an extension of the soul. It's the soul, the essence of the soul itself, which doesn't die. There is no death. That's the Indian of this Shabbos, of Pasha's part. Which is, which is the whole sugya of, of Yechida Shabbanefesh is encoded in the, in the Parah Haduma, which, which is Metahir from Tumas Misa, from Tumas Meis, that has the Koach, to be Metahir, that Tuma of Tumas Meis, of Tovo Ha'em, the Kenech Achet Soas Haben, which is the secret of Tchias Ames, which we're getting ready for, because that's the Indian of Pesach, which is Tchias Ames. And, and in that world, there is, there is no death. There is no, so there can't be death. That's why in this world we can't possibly understand the Indian of Paraduma. That even Moshe Rabbeinu says, That even Moshe Rabbeinu said, I can't. There are all kinds of Taman that are given. Rashi brings them from Moshe Adarshan, but the Taman, again, are extensions and, and attempts that are made to try to rationalize that which is unexplainable because it's the, quintess, it's the quintessential point. The Indian of Paraduma it's it's the it's the nekuda ha'atzmas that's concealed in the in that in the paradum. That's why the umas island, the nations of the world, they were making fun of us. The paradum. And we'll talk a little bit about it tomorrow morning. They were making fun. They couldn't they couldn't come to terms with such a thing. To, to them, it was Maisek Shofim that looked like magic, or something. The Jews are just as bad as us. They're playing witchcraft and magic, and so they couldn't be masik such a thing. <coughs> what it means. Because their existence is only in the is only in the world that is constantly changing, and to, and, and, to, and to them magic means the change from one form to another form. It's magic, and so the pardum is magic. You know, they tried to make gold out of different things, right? The alchemists they tried to get rich by making gold in a uh, in the basement somewhere, and uh, the pardum looks like the Jews are trying to make all kinds of magic potions and abracadabras and so on. And that's the hasaga that a guy could have. His hasagas are only of this world. It doesn't have a shaykh to the Indian of Yechidah Shabbanefesh. A guy is not in that place at all. It's not in the place of Yechidah Shabbanefesh. When someone asked me that the other day, I was with, I was with a, very, a very fine person who's, who's, not, who's not from. He, he was, but he, he went through a lot of stuff uh, and he gave it up. And he gave up in the meantime. He's starting to come around a little bit, but Hashem. But he gave up, he gave up Shemir Samitzvah a couple of years ago. And uh, and one of the things that bothered him, he said, was that he constantly heard about the that the guys uh, that a Jew is better than a guy. And he said, honestly, I the, I've met uh, goyim that are much much finer than any of the Jews that I grew up with, especially some of the rabbis that told me that stuff. And the goyim that I've met, and he he works with some people. He <coughs> said they're unbelievably generous and kind and fine, and they, they don't talk this way and they don't act this way, and I. You know, it's very painful to hear, of course, his experiences and so on. That uh, some of us have also had some of those experiences, and we've tried to uh, continue despite them. Um, so, so he asked me point blank. He said, "He says, tell me the truth. Do you believe there's a difference between a Jew and a guy?" And I said, "No, I don't believe that." He said, "Good." I said, I know that. I don't believe that. <laughs> I don't believe that. I know, I know that completely. So at that point, you know, he, he, had a very, he had a very confused look on him. 
And I said, I know that. Just to explain, like like the Kedushas Levi, you know, when his father-in-law was all upset because he disappeared and went into the whole Indian with Chassidus, and he was here. He had the son-in-law that was going to be the next Vilna Gaon, and and uh, and, uh, and and his father-in-law asked him, "What did what did you learn? What did you learn? What did you do by the by the Mizrach Shemagid?" So he said, I, "I found out that there's a God." And the father-in-law couldn't. You know this story. The father-in-law couldn't. The father-in-law couldn't believe that. That for that he had to leave the family and go away. He found out that there's God, and he called in. He called in the the girl, the the, the servant, the girl that was working in the house, and said, "Whatever her name is, do you believe in God?" She says, of, she says of, "Of course, I believe in God." He said, "Thank you, and thank you." And she went away, and 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 the father-in-law said, "So that's what you did, message for all that time, that even the girl knows that." So, so the so the Yitzchak said, she she says that, but I know that, I know that. That that, that knowing uh, that that a Jew is that a Jew has within him that reisha delavasiada, the unknowable knowing that a Jew has that comes from yichidish abenefesh means. I try to explain to him afterwards when he was trying to recover from the disappointment of my telling him that that. That you haven't, unfortunately, you haven't seen the Yechidah Benefesh as uh, very often of a Jew being revealed. And because of this greatness that lies within the essence, the core of a Jew, because of that quintessential point, a Jew does not always conduct himself the way that he should. Because there's something inside of him that's missing. He doesn't know how, he does not know how to satisfy that or to come to that. And he does not make that jump into mysterious nefesh and avodas Hashem, and therefore he seeks to quiet the soul and satisfy it with money or with with other stuff that uh, can cause him to, to to look pretty ugly on the outside. And and any of the ugliness that we have, which which uh, which we've picked up over Gullus, is because of not being uh, in touch with the yichidish of nefesh, or being out of touch with that. But but if you're asking me, is there a difference? Of course there's a difference. The essence of a Jew is a lukus. The essence of a guy is not a lukus. That doesn't mean he doesn't have a lukus inside of him. Everything is a lukus. Everything is a lukus. But the Indian of Yechidah Shebenefesh is something that is the quintessential point. The Nekuta Atzimus of a Jew. Everything comes from, even the problems that a Jew causes, comes from that point. Not only the good things comes from that point. That's why we're very, very extreme by nature, very, very extreme. And Jews are mice and efforts for all kinds of things. If you, whenever there's a gay parade, you just go to the first row in the gay parade and, and say, what's your name? This is, this is Goldberg, this was this. this and the, the front row of any, of any tumor is going to be, going to be Jews. That also comes from, that something, there's a greatness that the, had to contend with it in holiness is something else, but the chiddush of is something which is something which comes from that place, which is beyond what one can explain. It's not an ex, it's not uh, an extension of the soul, the soul itself. So in the extensions, there are all kinds of changes, and you can pick up lots of bad stuff along the way when it comes to the extensions. But the soul itself. That's what the Rebbe is saying. At present, since only an extension 
of the life forces elicited into the world. There is the presence of death, because within the category of extension is opposed to essence that can be changed, even at the cessation and destruction. In the future, however, the essence of the life force will pervade. An essence is immutable. Immutable. But it is also unlimited in regards to quality and character. It is absolutely and completely perfect. Hashem says about his beloved that we're mum einbach, you're unblemished. How could Akash say about us that we're unblemished? We're mamish, covered from head to toe with blemishes. And he says about us, mum einbach, you are unblemished. He's not talking about on the level of nefesh ruach and even the shama. That mum einbach. He's talking about that reality. Hashem is referring to him, us, in that from that reality of of who we of who we are. Be'etzem the kuda ha'atzmis. Then it's mum einbach, yofa ad rayosi. Tamosi Rayosi, the one who is perfect. Perfect. Hashem speaks of us as being perfect. But it is also unlimited in regards to quality and character. It is absolutely and perfectly perfect and completely perfect. Hence, when the category of Yechidah will be manifested in the worlds and they will be imbued with the essence of the life force, they thereby will become consummately perfect and complete. Consummately perfect and complete. Yes, David. Like one of the reasons I got excited was, or I could be totally wrong, but everything the Rebbe is describing is yachid, yachid. Sounds like Shema. Sounds like Hashem. Hashem. Everything. It sounds like Hashem Himself. Yeah, that's what it is. Every description just sounds like we keep just describing Hashem that it's infinite and we can't measure it and it's not affected by anything. Yes, that's the, that's yichidus shemnefesh. That's the chelak alokah. That's the essence of God within our soul. And then, and then the Rebbe described that there is an essence of Hashem in every creation, but the Jewish one is different than the, the spark that's in the goy. So there's a differentiation. And even when Mashiach comes, there'll be a difference. We're not going to go into that right now, but the, even when Mashiach comes and Yechid will be revealed in every in every in everything that exists, in everything that exists, still. The the essence of a Jew is eternally different. That's not for now, but it's eternally <laughs> different. Not just not just now, but but forever. It's eternally different. So now we come to Chassidus, as has been previously said previously on the bottom of page forty-two. As has been said previously, from the reward. For the dissemination of Chassidus, we can know its essential nature. So the reward for the dissemination of L'chshay Futsa Manisecha Chutza is, Mashiach says, then I will come. Now all of the innovations which Chassidus introduced into the Torah, which we've been learning about, and we're going to learn more about, all of the innovations, which includes bringing the esoteric part to open revelation, right? We spoke a lot about how Chassidus brought out the secrets of Kabbalah into the Lamaisa of our lives, <coughs> to the Lamaisa, to the uh, to, to understanding who we are emotionally, psychologically, making every single moment of our lives relevant 
and and real and so on, all of that, be into the service of man, behavior beyond that which is required by the letter of the law, and changing the nature, next page, changing the, the nature of one's character, all of these things we learn. See, into the world in general, we saw the arousal of the world from its spiritual unconsciousness. Remember that the world was asleep, was unconscious and, until the Balsham came. And the Balsham came, the world was woken up from its state of unconsciousness. All of these, all of these are outgrowths of the Nikuta Atmas. We're not separate innovations originating individually and independently. These were not chidushim that, that the Baal Shem Tov says, now this is what we're going to be mecha. This Now this is what I want to teach you. Now this is what I want to reveal. Now, and then this is the next thing that I want to do. And then the Baal Shem Tov went around saying, all right, everybody, the world, world, wake up. It's time to wake up. It's not... It's not uh, these were not separate innovations originating individually and independently. Chassidus, rather, is a new life force, an <coughs> essential energy of the state of Yechida. That's what Chassidus is. A new life force that was, that was revealed from Shemaim, that was unleashed into the world with the Baal Shem Tov, an essential, an essential energy. Chius Atzmi, the Bchinas Yechida. Now, that's a very, very important historic sentence. Again, the Rebbe is not making up any of this. As he's explaining from the Svar Makadoshim, from the Zohar, from Kisvi But But he's applying it to Chesidus, what this means. Again, that's from his grandfather and great-grandfather. Look at footnote 54. In terms of the four levels of nefesh, ruach, neshama, and chaya, a person retains his individual entity, and it is he who serves his creator. It is he who serves his creator. Since his self is undiminished, because there is a possession of self on those four lower levels. Ruvain or Shimon, Ruven and Shimon is nefesh, ruach, neshama, and so on, Levi, Huda. It is he who serves his creator on those levels of nefesh, ruach, neshama, and Chaya. <coughs> Since his self is undiminished, therefore one, his intention in his service of God <coughs> is for the sake of the desirable consequences of serving God. So he tries to have good kavanas. Each person on his own level, of nefesh, ruach, and so on, tries to have good kavanas <coughs> when he's doing mitzvahs, to think the right thoughts, and so on. In general, this is the idea. In general, this is the idea of behavior according to the standards of the laws explained in in the Padabisholam and so on. The nature too, the nature of his Midas is not changed, but rather he exploits and makes use of those Midas. Therefore each person, Ruven, Shim and Levi who they have Midas and their Karchis and Efesh that they were created with and they try to work with the Midas and Karchis and Efesh to be nice and to be good and to be kind and to be not to be lazy and not to be angry and so on. Each person in his own unique way tries. With the with the makeup of who he is. Which he, which he already naturally possesses to love Hashem, to use his own personality, to love God and to fear God and so on. All of those are the outgrowths, the Midas. On the level of Yechida, however, 
on the level of Yechida, one attains complete nullification of one's own existence. There's no longer Ruven Shem Levi Yehuda in that place of Yechida. My, my strengths, my weaknesses, my midas, my kaychas, and so on. Therefore, one, one has no self-interest in his service of God whatsoever, of what I get out of this, even closeness to God, even being better. There's no self-interest. All of that is bottle. Corresponding to behavior beyond that, beyond that which is required by the law. In, in, in our practical life here, that's the mysterious nefesh, when one goes above and beyond. When he goes lifting Meshur Sadin and serving Hashem. Again, like, I, like we saw before, that that's a taste of that. When you go lifting Meshur Sadin, there's what's required by halacha, and then you go above and beyond what's required. You go the extra mile. Doesn't, it's not talking about Stam Chumras. It means particularly when it comes to the Yonav Ben Alma Chaveiro, or the mysterious nefesh, like in Ben Alma Chaveiro, this, the Sugiv, lifting Meshur Sadin. And when it comes to Ben Alamakum, Mesiris Nefesh. Forget, it's a surrendering of oneself. It's not going according to one's normal midas. According to one's normal midas, a normal way, so I would stand on the din. This money is coming to me, or this, uh, I'm right. Lift Mishusadin means letting go of the self. That's already another level. That's touching Yechidish of Nefesh. That letting go is touching the Yechidish of Nefesh. Yeah, we see how the we see how the Tani talks about tzedakah, the Indian of tzedakah, which the, at the end of time is the biggest Indian of our, uh, uh, that a Jew has is tzedakah. It's the, uh, our most redeeming, uh, our most redeeming activity at the end of time is 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 tzedakah, because that you see that even a person who doesn't understand, who's not learned, and who's not particularly religious necessarily, but Jews are ex- extraordinarily giving and kind, even Jews who are not observant. When it comes to tzedakah, you can't compare to stam to a guy. The way it comes to, 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 to tzedakah and so on. I, I always say this. I remember that when we were kids, we used to have on, I think it was on Labor Day, it used to be the, the uh, Jerry Lewis, you know, the March of Dimes. And they used to have the whole night, it was, uh, uh, was Rahmanis, like they're trying to raise money for these uh, handicapped children. And they, they had like a scoreboard, and there's somebody, you know, then they made it it's up to, it's up to the, they were trying to reach a certain amount. And when it was the when it was the Six Day War, and I remember being in shul, and they needed to get money together because they were sending out money to help with, with the with almanis and the assignment that were left already, uh, that Nebuch, uh, the soldiers that were dying. So in shul, uh, uh, the it took like thirty seconds. The Rav got up and says, Rabbi, say no, and that was it. <laughs> it wasn't a, a torturous night having to bring out like every every person in Hollywood to try to. <laughs> Force people to cough up a couple of bucks because they enjoyed the show. It was just a voice sight. That was the end. The, the Indian of Tzedakah was there still, which is a very, very, very deep Indian. And uh, we're there, even we see very openly that there's uh, the Yechidah Shabbat of a Jew to give up his possessions for, for another Jew, <coughs> to give up everything. Amish, uh, the generosity of Jews is something which is very, very clear. Too, the very nature of one's midas are also changed. So there the person is not dafka going by. When Yechidah Shabbat is revealed, it doesn't follow my midah. Like a person says, well, this is the way that I am. Right? I lose my temper. That's my personality. I'm just sorry. You know, I'm just not that kind of guy. Uh, that, that's easy. 
all of that is talk that's from Nefesh Ruch Nisham. But in, in Yechida, when Yechida Shub Nefesh is revealed, that's the, that's the quintessential point, then there's no Indian that I can't change. I can't change. There's no I. There's no I. So the shifting from one meter to the next, as the moment calls for, is without any hesitation at all. Because it's no I. We get stuck on the, the I. I am like this. I am like that. I can't do this. I can do this. All of that is talk from Nefesh. It's not, it's not Yechidosh of Nefesh. There's no Indian like that. But Yechidosh of Nefesh. I can. I can't. I'm not like this. I am like that. I have a good this. I have bad this. All of that is talk from the surface. But the the essence, the essence, the essential, the essential quintessential point of the the point of the of the soul is there's no I like this like that. Okay, Mr. Shem, we'll continue. We'll continue next. We'll continue next time. Okay.